the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I will mention this just a few times throughout the show because I have a personal concern. A few weeks ago, we had a gentleman call the show. His name was Muhammad. He called from the Linden area. And we were talking about crime and the impact on crime in the city. And I asked him, I think I asked him why he didn't leave the city or why he didn't leave Linden. I think he said because he's part of the Somali community there. Uh, so we've had a an imam, a leader in the Muslim uh, community in that neighborhood, uh, who is one of the latest murder victims in the city of Columbus. And Muhammad, you said you listened to the show. If you are indeed listening to the show, uh, you don't even have to come on air if you don't want to, but it's 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. If you'd let Aaron know and, and by connection let me know you're safe, I would um, that would mean a lot to me. So I was moved by your call and the, um, the desperation with which um, you and others uh, have to exist in a very violent inner city in Columbus. And so uh, that's why I raised that concern. Uh, we're talking about empty words today. Uh, they're everywhere, uh, sadly, among people who are supposed to be leaders in our government, in our community. Uh, they emanate from the mouth of our president, from his health, public health officials, from our mayor, from his quote-unquote leaders in other aspects of the city. Uh, and, and they come from everywhere. A friend of mine apprised me today of a tweet from a friend of his, um, one of my friends, I have many friends who are engaged in the uh, employment as, in, in employment as a sports announcer. Okay, so I know a lot of announcers, a lot of play-by-play guys, a lot of analysts uh, in the sports realm. And so one of my friends uh, sent me a tweet from uh, a gentleman I do not know. His name is Joel Goodett, and I don't know Joel Goodett from you know anybody. But he is the play-by-play announcer for the Ball State Cardinals. Okay. So a Mid-American Conference School, Ohio University, Miami University, Toledo, Kent, Akron, all in the MAC. Ball State also in the MAC. And Joel Godot is their play-by-play announcer. And he tweeted this four hours ago. Speaking of himself in the third person. Ball State's Joel Godot has entered COVID protocols and will miss his next three to four games. Also, I am so, so tired. I've now had this virus two times. So he goes from third person to first person. I've now had this virus two times. I have been fully vaxxed and, in all caps, boosted four weeks ago, parentheses. This shouldn't have to be this way. Go get your shots. My patience ran out a long time time ago. So Joel Godot, or Godet, is mad because he's tested positive for COVID for a second time, despite his best efforts to stay healthy and stay on the job. 
He has been vaxxed twice and boosted a month ago. I thought the booster was supposed to provide these bulletproof antibodies. Apparently they did not provide those bulletproof antibodies for Joel Godet, who's who says it shouldn't have to be this way. Wah. Go get your shots. My patients ran out a long time ago. Now, I just have, well, I have an array of questions for Joel Godet and other people who think like him. What good will it do, Joel Godet, for other people to get the exact same shots you've received that didn't protect you? Why is this a hard concept for the freaked out, the whack jobs out there who feel like, and this is, this is personified in this opinion. You hear this a lot. There's this feeling out there that has been foisted upon the public, grounded in the phony, fraudulent protection vaccines have proven, but were originally believed not to possess, that if you test positive, you somehow have done something wrong, or that you are a bad citizen, or that you are a blight against humanity and an embarrassment to your fellow man, that you are, in short, evil. If you test positive, you are evil. You have not done the requisite things that must be done to keep you from getting COVID. And had you done those things, you would not be positive because I'm vaccinated and I'm boosted and I'm wearing a mask. And if your name's Joel Godet, you're also positive for the second time. See, what bothers Joel Godet most is that he has tested positive. And I don't know if he's bothered because he's afraid he's going to die or because he has somebody around him that he feels like he's going to imperil by having COVID. Both those reactions are logical. No one wants to be the reason that someone close to you that you love gets sick. I feel bad in other eras long before COVID was such a diabolical malady. I feel bad if I gave my wife a cold. If I got a cold and I got over the cold and then a week later my wife had the cold, I was like, man, hon, I'm sorry. You caught my cold. Nobody likes that. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to make anybody around them that they love sick or even people they work with or even people they barely know. You don't want to make people sick. That's why we cover our mouth when we cough. That's why we turn our head and sneeze into a handkerchief or into our elbow or now some people are sneezing down their shirt. That's why people do that. There's just this general respect for other people that you don't do things that could get them sick. And so I get why a person wouldn't want to make somebody around them sick or certainly wouldn't want to be the reason that somebody who's immunocompromised caught COVID from them and died. I get that. What I don't get is this clear, obvious, blinking neon sign of reality 
that would make Joel Godat or other people believe that the very protocols they've obeyed that have not offered them the protection they were certainly hoping they would get from a vaccine or a booster or were absolutely 100% sure they were going to get from a vaccine or a booster, it clearly doesn't afford you that protection or you wouldn't be positive, yet you insist other people must go and do exactly what you've done. The other rarity and crazed aspect of this is it's very clear that a lot of these people who are just completely immobilized by testing positive are very likely not people who voted for Donald Trump's reelection, right? They hate Donald Trump, can't stand Donald Trump, orange man bad, everything Trump bad. And that's the defense for everything Biden does that's a complete and utter disaster is, well, he's not as bad as Trump. Yet they are putting their faith in a vaccine that emanated from policies signed by the pen of Donald John Trump. I mean, if the Democrats ever wanted to adopt a consistent position on anything, It would have been, they're this way on the border, right? Trump had this policy, we're going to get rid of that. Trump did this, foreign policy-wise, we're getting rid of that. The uh, Iran nuclear deal, Trump quashed it, we're bringing it back. Every policy of Trump's, they had to either get rid of or reverse. But the vaccine's different. They didn't want to give him any credit for it, but they put... All their faith in it. Wouldn't they have been better off if they stuck with their campaign stance, which was, oh, that guy, if he came up with it, I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it. Wouldn't they be in a much better position now? Because they could point their finger. See, see, Trump came up with it. It doesn't work. Trump came up with it. It doesn't work. But no. They can't do that because they've gone down this road of doubling down on the fact that government can save you from everything, right? Government can save you from everything. We can provide all the answers to everything. We can provide your child care. We can provide your free college education. We can provide stimulus checks. We can provide this, that, the other, whatever you need. The government is there to provide it. We can keep you safe. From a virus. No, you can't. It is the height of arrogance for medical professionals like Anthony Fauci, Rochelle Walensky, Francis Collins, and others to act like they have autonomy over something they cannot see, do not know how it spreads, do not know how it multiplies, do not know how it manifests itself. The arrogance of the people in charge from the medical side. Where were they when they, in the very beginning, Why did no one in that realm, who certainly has seen over time how viruses work and how viruses always have the capacity to triumph over man's attempts to intervene? They don't always succeed, the virus, but they can. There's no way that you can stop it. Otherwise, we'd never have a cold ever. Why did none of these people ever say, you know, look, 
We think we can control this. We think we can do some things with it. But but guarantee you? No, we can't do that. That would be stupid. We're not going to guarantee that. Oh, they got so full of their own brilliance. It's no wonder they get along so well with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris because they're full of their own brilliance too. They're absolutely positively sure they can shut down the virus. Well, guess what? You can't. And every day the virus makes you look stupider. And every day your own words make you look stupider. And I don't know if America will hold you accountable for it or not. There will be those of us who will. I don't know if that will rule the day or not. But it's funny to me now, in a sort of ironic, tragic way, that all the things you blamed to make yourself appealing to those looking for a rescue from COVID, you now say, no, no, I I can't do that after all. You won't acknowledge that you said it the first time, of course, because that would take honor, that would take integrity, that would take character. And I don't know whether it was a virus, but something, something killed those aspects of Joe Biden a long, long, long time ago. Yeah, the onset of the new year means parties, right? New Year's Eve parties. Uh, Are those a thing in the COVID era? Buckeyes are playing in the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day. Football watch party? Is that a thing? (laughs) Well, not if you listen to Dr. Anthony Fauci. He says uh, this is not the time for that. Uh, He is uh, four square against it. And he is not the only one. Uh, Dr. Carl Fichtenbaum is an infectious disease specialist at the University of Cincinnati. What does he say? about revelry around the New Year's. Uh, He tells the Canton Repository, no parties. I would say no parties. If you care at all about people who work in hospitals and healthcare, and you don't want us to quit our jobs and throw up our hands and go home, I would say no parties. Well, I care about the people who work in hospitals. I'd like to think I care about people who work anywhere. I don't want you to quit your job. I don't want you to go on unemployment. I don't want your family to go hungry. I don't want you to be desperate um, because you are denied the fulfillment that comes from, you know, helping other people. (laughs) But I don't feel like it's my responsibility to stop you from doing those things by curtailing my normal end-of-year activities. Sorry, Dr. Fichtenbaum. Uh, Ohio is among the states where the test positives are increasing. I just think the numbers mean nothing, so I don't give you the numbers. They call it a record-breaking uptick. I don't know if it's record-breaking or not. I didn't commit the numbers back from the summer of 2020 to mine. These seem even less relevant to me as long as I hear that Omicron is not leading to people dying in hospitals. Are we still at one Omicron death nationwide, by the way? One Omicron death? I would believe if there were two, we would have heard about it. And we would have heard about it in headlines on CNN. Omicron death rate in America doubles over the weekend! Factually true. But, no, I'm not panicked. Um, 
I have asked on social media today a question upon viewing a video from Virginia of many, 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 many people standing in line to get a COVID test. Now, this, I think, is a pretty common practice around America. People are standing in line to get a COVID test. And I am intrigued by this particular practice. What is the motivation behind standing in line to get a COVID test? Because you have to get the test so that the numbers of tests in Ohio and what, New York, New Jersey, Rhode Island, Delaware, Maryland, Massachusetts, those are the other states where it's skyrocketing, right? So this is not just, they're just making these numbers up, I don't think. So why do people get the test? I can tell you right now. I can flat out tell you right now. If I get a sore throat, if I get a cough, if I get a little sneezy, I will not have any great motivation to go get tested. I just won't. I would tell my superiors here at the station, hey, I'm a little under the weather. I would be happy to do the show from home, or I would be happy to... Take a day off, whatever you think. But I wouldn't rush right out and get tested. First of all, I hate standing in line. And second of all, I don't want to do the dog and pony show of touring every pharmacy on the west side of downtown to find a test. But why do people stand in line to get tested? Now, I will acknowledge there are good reasons to stand in line to be tested. And Steve sends me a note on the show. He says, Many people need a de- documented positive test result to use for paid time off from their place of employment. Okay, I'll acknowledge that. I can I can make sense of that. I also believe that it would make sense to get tested if you felt like you might have COVID and you were flying and you didn't want to get on a plane with COVID out of respect for the people you'd be flying with or sitting next to in the airport. I'd be fine with that too. But my own personal view of this is, that a lot of the people standing in line to get tested are not standing in line because they're getting on a plane anytime soon, and they're not standing in line because they have to submit proof to their employer so they can get paid time off. I think a lot of people standing in the line are standing in the line because they have some kind of a need to know, is this COVID that is making my throat a little scratchy, is keeping my sinuses from functioning the way they normally function when they're clear, is my cough, is my lack of, you know, They just want to know, do I have it? Do I have it? And that is the mindset I don't understand. So you're standing in line because, first of all, if you're standing in line and you have a sore throat, stuffy nose, or cough, I don't remember any of those symptoms being reduced, mitigated, or eliminated in the past Nobody's ever said to me, oh, you got a sore throat? You know what you need, Bruce. You need to go stand in line for three hours. <laughs> like I'd be like, huh? That'll make me feel worse standing outside. Nor have I ever said to anyone, I feel great today. You know, people always come up to you. How you doing? I'm doing good. Why, why, why do you ask? I don't know. You got a sore throat? No. Stuffy nose? No. Cough? No. Feel fine. Man, you better go stand and get tested. Like, what? 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.